Hello and welcome to Juggling Podcast number... 22. 20, 21. 21. Just a joke. Um, my name is Luke Burridge and sitting next to me... It's it, Paula Brentler. Yeah, uh, normally we record this in Berlin, but now we're actually recording it on Sunday mornings, just outside of Italy, just off the coast of Italy, um, near Naples, because, well... This week we've done uh, lots of different kind of things, and we'll get to that in a minute uh, in our news section. Um, so, actually, let's just get straight to it. Uh, latest news. Last week we left you at the Gutersloh Straßenfifi, a uh, street show festival that we took part in. And a few people... Not the greatest experience we Not had. the greatest experience. I mean, we did okay, uh, the shows-wise and hat-wise and stuff like that. But a few people emailed and said, hey, you guys sounded really, really annoyed about the um, the the festival itself and um yeah, you we were. A, bit, a, bit, bit, a bit bitter but we weren't alone polar just tell the people about uh well you know what what well you spoke to some other artists um exactly a week ago on the sunday morning after the street show festival so um tell tell the people what they said um yeah they in a way they said the same what we did um because they were just not happy with the situation they are uh, professional street performers so that's actually what they do for a living and yeah they earned the money that they got for their travel expenses but that isn't actually earning money because that is normally what you pay to get there and some of these people were from Switzerland so I think they actually spent that that money that they got on their travel um, so they went out with nothing so they uh, they they travelled up from Switzerland, maybe about what six eight hour drive or something, and by the end of it, they didn't make any money on the hats. And it's only if you won a competition, won one of the awards, one of the four awards, that you actually got any money whatsoever. Um, and they said that they just they if they'd have known in advance what the street show festival would have been like, they wouldn't have bothered turning up. Um, yeah, that's actually what they said. Yeah, which is but they also said that they plan on um, maybe doing a website which is for street performers. So they have these uh, they had these different ideas about some kind of form that you can fill in like how the hats are, how the organization was, so how the accommodation was. So it's was. actually a, a website for street show participants rather yeah. than for the audience or for the organizers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that you can see um what you can expect. And I think that's a great idea. Yeah. And it would actually out. help these people. Yeah. Well, that was good. So, yeah, maybe I can... Mm. Yeah, no. Maybe something good will come out of the uh, the Gutersloh Strauss and Fifi this year. Um, yeah, so moving on. Of course, last time as well, the last thing we left you with was that we just had confirmed our first ever cruise ship gig. Um, and so that's what we've done. That's, that's, what that's where we are. That's what we're pretty much doing now. Uh, instead of going back to Berlin, we went on to Aachen and... Um, for my work. For, for Polar's work. She's designing racetracks. No, I'm not. <laughs> helping to design racetracks. No, I'm helping to present the de- design of racetracks. Oh, okay. So I'm wa- working for an architecture office oh, okay. and I'm the graphic designer. So, uh, yes, yeah, so we had to go to Aachen, and, but we did uh, take all of the equipment that we needed to get onto the cruise ship and actually do the gig as well. Uh, and so that's what we did. On Tuesday, we flew out to Barcelona and we got on the ship in Barcelona on Thursday morning, and then Thursday evening we were actually on stage and doing our thing, doing a uh, two forty-five to fifty-minute shows, and they were very successful, weren't they, Polly? Yeah, we were really happy and satisfied with what we did, and the people seemed to really enjoy it. Yeah, a very strange audience, mind you. Uh, at one point, we go out into the audience and we try and find big, strong men to help me do this roller bowler piece where I climb on the roller bowler with you know, and do the knife <laughs> juggling. And we went out into the audience and we couldn't find any big, strong men because the average... Young. Uh, yeah, young yeah. men, because the average age of the audience was about... Well, 60? 60, maybe, maybe older, I don't know. Nah. And the average size of them were frail. I don't know how we'd say the average size of the It was of just a very strange situation. So it's a, the like looking around and you don't know who you should choose. Like, who's the youngest? Oh no, he's in a wheelchair. Uh, oh, Oh no, better not. <laughs> yeah, this person looks like they've very got a bad strange. back. This person will snap if I sneeze at them. I don't know. Um, <laughs> very, very strange situation, but um, it went down well. Also, the first show that we did is a landmark for us because it's the first time we've ever done the art of juggling completely dropless. Uh, we've done it, the duo part, where we do the passing and takeout stuff and the up to the end. We've done that dropless. And also, I've done my solo juggling part dropless. But uh, every time that I've done my solo part dro- dropless, we've dropped between us and every time 
So we did the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, we did droplets. the whole thing droplets, <laughs> which is good because um, the cruise director, who is the uh, like the guy who's booked us for the for the gig and who would book us again, and he's the guy who will recommend us to other people in the future or try and get us onto other ships in the fleet. Um, he saw the show and was like, "Wow, you guys are really skillful and you're really clean jugglers as yeah, well." Yeah, he said we we had a really clean show. Uh, and and I think that's a nice compliment. It is true as well, and because we did two shows, the second show we did drop on the art of juggling but the rest of the show because i've performed it so much now the diabolo i do that flawless pretty much every time i think i had oh one yeah drop. it was so fantastic luke first show first act he yeah. just talked a bit and then he started with his diabolo and the first thing he does is throw the diabolo onto the string and i missed and guess <laughs> what he threw it like nearly off stage and it was the first thing he did i on did stage. on stage but from then on i did that routine oh. drop place um, no there is one drop that i do before the whip catch between the legs but I, it's a choreographed drop and i always miss it once and then hit it um and then uh, but that was good and then the, the coat routine that i do was good and the five ball routine that i did and anyway it was just generally some really really good shows um uh, uh, like, but then again the audience we were expecting sort of well what we wanted was some standing ovations at the end and at the end of our second show we did get the uh, the standing ovations we want but I don't think anybody was uh, like fit enough to stand up so yeah we, we had really about, old people yeah but we, we had about five or six people stand up at the end of our show uh, twice in fact because once when they which think was fi fine fine yeah. I was really happy yeah, with so that so it was a really good um, also the I didn't know so many people can walk there <laughs> Vola went out afterwards about 10 minutes after the show to go out and get something <laughs> oh from the stage yeah. to get her paints from the painting thing that we do and she went out then she comes back and she said people are still making their way out of the <laughs> of the audience you know there's two old women who'd just almost walked up the end of the steps out um, it was more a joke oh was it oh, yeah okay. I, it was a bit like that but in my head it was it actually <laughs> happened in my head um, but it was, was a very true joke. But we did get some really good feedback from it from the from the show as well. Not just from the people on the ship for the next few days afterwards when we were on the ship. Loads of people saying, "Hey, really enjoyed you." Like we we never got into a lift with other people without them going, "Yeah, you're really great." Um, but also from the cruise director, like I said, he's the main guy that we have to impress to to get other gigs. And he was he seemed to be very uh, enthusiastic. He knew it was our first gig, and the thing is, it wasn't just any old ship. We were on what's pretty much one of the largest cruise ships in the world and one of the most exclusive and expensive cruise ship and the, and the clientele were the most like the high end clientele yeah, but we are not there. allowed to say the name well officially yeah we're not allowed to use the name in the um, in, in any press release or no so material without the permission yeah but you know it's just uh, I think I dropped a hint of which ship it, we were doing in last week's podcast and it's not that ship it's the other one it's the bigger <laughs> one um, <laughs> you're such a bitch yeah well I didn't know that last time I hadn't got the contract last week um, so uh, but yeah and he seemed enthusiastic for us to do other work with his line not specifically on that ship he said we should work on some other uh, smaller ships first and uh, get more used to working on the cruise ships but yeah more gigs like that in the future yeah maybe we'll do that so the show went well, uh, and then for two weeks, uh, two weeks, the last two days after that, we've been on the ship really much. Yeah, we uh, were, we had passenger tickets, and we just hang out and did like all the cool, boring been, stuff. We've that been they eating do. really well. We've been sitting in the jacuzzi a lot. I've been playing golf on the on the mini driving range on the top of the ship. It's been fantastic. Yesterday we had a day in Rome because th there was the next port of call, so we drove. We got a, a, one of the bus trips over to Rome and saw Rome, and it was fantastic. Not a lot of juggling in Rome so I'm not going to won't talk about that but uh, it's my first ever time to Italy so I've ticked actually of two new countries on this trip Italy and the Vatican City yeah. think, think about it um, I thought like what the hell <laughs> is he talking about but yeah it was it, it, it all went really really well um, and hopefully we'll be doing more of these stuff some t maybe some in June uh, but mainly September October I hope nothing in June I just want to relax a bit I and know get home and actually and spend some get home some, yeah and get our apartment ready to live yeah so um, that was good uh, and then other news is once we get home we'll yeah, be home uh, and then on <laughs> Tuesday I'm going to be flying out to the south of France again um, we just spent Mar had some time in Marseille two days ago or we didn't go off because we didn't go off the ship did we but no. um, just we been to the south of the France pool. but I'm going down to the Toulouse juggling convention otherwise called something like Buda Le Jungle or 
Boodoo La Jungle. I don't can't remember the exact name of the convention, but I'm hosting the show, and there's lots of other stuff going on there, uh, shows and workshops going on, um, including I think Trespass are going to be there. Some fantastic diabolists. So I'm going to see if I can get an interview with them for the podcast. Uh, they've easily got the best diabolo act you'll ever see or I've ever seen. Is it Eric in there? No, no, no it's not. Uh, Priam's doing the show though, um, so maybe I'll get something with Priam. Some more diabolists. Oh, Stefan Zing will be there. I've already interviewed Priam. him. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Le Tennis, uh, which was a great juggling act that we saw last year, was it the year before? At the Berlin Juggling last Convention. Year. And there's these two guys on stage with this umpire, and they set this tennis with court this out. What? An umpire, like who's the referee of a tennis oh, game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They call them an umpire. And they <laughs> have it like a volley club game choreographed and do it on stage, like as a tennis match. And it's fantastic, really, really good and fun. And really funny as well. Yeah, so I'm um, really looking forward to that. More interviews that I'll, I'll be doing, and maybe I'll be recording a bit about my trip to France, because I've never been to a French juggling convention before, which wasn't the EJC in Carvan. So I'm going to be really interested in that. So let's get on to some feedback um, about the podcast. I got feedback. Yay. I said, send, uh, we said last week, send Polar email, good stuff, and send no, me back. Positive, stuff. yeah. Yeah, and, um, and yeah, Polar got an email. Who was it from? It was from Tom. Tom. Mm. Don't know. Tom anyway. B something? Tom B. Know. Okay. So uh, I also got but thank some you very much. Uh, feedback from other people as well. And was it Tom who asked, um, who said, hey, Polar should interview Luke? Um, because the, the question is, what makes us the people that we should listen to, or what makes Luke the person who should be doing a podcast and talking about this stuff? But I don't really see that, you know, because if you want to know about me, oh, I've got a website, and uh, it'll, it'll be me talking about me, which is obviously going to be quite a biased opinion. Of course, all the people that we interview are, are talking about themselves, um, but uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. So it would just be a bit strange. Also, if you if you think if you don't think that we're good enough to listen to us. Don't, don't don't listen to us. Or and if you want to find out more, just ask questions and we'll answer them in yeah, the podcast. Yeah, that's that's probably the best. So thing. maybe we can make a whole big interview with questions people. Well, we said that people before, and them. people send do us. send us questions like in dribs and drabs. So I'm not going to make yeah, a full show about it. Yeah, but they normally don't ask about us. They ask, "Oh, what do you think about that?" Or okay. what is this about? Well, that's fair enough. Well, send just if someone is interested. Send I mean, if you if you care about anything, we don't have the most interesting life in the world. Um, yes, we, we do. We do have. <laughs> we have. We have. Uh, uh, in my whole life, this is the most interesting part of my life. Oh, uh, thank you very much. By by quite in quite a way. In some ways, I guess. Um, so, other feedback uh, conventions, which we'll get onto. Actually, we'll do that in the last section of the show. So I'll move on there. Something about Bibi and Bishu, which I'll get onto in a bit, because that's who we're going to be doing a, uh, a uh, an interview, interview with. Um, oh. There was still discussion about Podcast 18 going on. Um, a few people sending me emails about the, the WJF and the views that I expressed about them. Uh, also, there was the Jugglers on Juggling podcast, which is the American Juggling podcast. I, I would recommend that you listen to this, except that I can't, I can't really recommend it because the sound quality is so bad and the, and the waffle is so bad. It actually makes my ears bleed in, in different places each time I listen to it. So it's very, very strange. I never listen to it. No, yet. it's... it's I, I, I should. Yeah, no, no, you shouldn't. Um, it could be good. It's just that it's not the kind of level of discussion. I mean, me and Polo, we waffle on about kind of different stuff. But but seem, people seem to be interested, yeah, and, otherwise and they wouldn't download and I, it every at least week. I'm interested in the kind of things that me and Polo waffle about, and we tell otherwise stories. Otherwise we wouldn't. Yeah, we tell stories about uh, us us juggling and uh, us performing, whereas the juggling... Jugglers on Juggling Podcast are two guys. I don't. Oh, I think one of them's never been to a juggling convention. They've never actually <laughs> met each other, and it, uh, I, they I, never ever met another juggler. <laughs> I think they might have met e another yeah. juggler. I don't know, but um, because they interview people, so yeah, it is a bit strange. But anyway, they had Vovigalchenko on, and um, he was giving his story about the WJF and what he felt had gone on there, and it was great actually because he explained why he used my music, and to be honest. I've got no problem with what he what he did. Um, after explaining it. After explaining it, yeah, yeah that was the thing. It, it, but he never told him about it, and it was all the idea that I had given my music to the WJF, and then Vove had used it without my permission on stage. And in the end, it turned out to just be a spur-of-the-moment um, decision, not anything antagonistic or anything, just, as, just an idea, which is fair enough. Um, so everything other, is fine now. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. For me, Vove only emailed each other now, now personally. Um, he did say that it was a bit strange that I just brought up these po points on our podcast rather than emailing him about it. 
And I do agree, it was a bit of a shitty thing to do. But at the time, I'd wrapped up all of these issues into my general gripes about the WJF, and it was sort of tacked onto them things. Um, but uh, yeah, other points, he didn't seem to quite understand um, some okay, of the comments so that he'd made. Sorry, Vova. Yeah, sorry about that. But also, he's he's apologised back, and yeah, he also said there was no bad bad blood between us at the BJC, and that's true. I mean, we got on fine. Um, it, it was we just, even shared a camper. Yeah, then. even shared a caravan, and. Uh, for the first night, <laughs> well, the first two or three nights. But the point is that it was just in context, and 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 some of his comments to me and about myself and other people, while or during a, an official WJF part of the convention, and uh, and that shouldn't be tolerated by any kind of official organisers of any event, in my opinion. Enough about that. Let's move on to the interview this this week. Oh yeah. Um, it's with Bibi and Bishu. Uh, we've had some Very feedback. Very nice interview. A few people said, hey, let's just get the Bibi and Bishu interview out because they've heard about that and they want to hear more about Bibi and Bishu because they don't know much about them. And someone, um, Elmar Brunner from Köln, uh, travelled with them to the BJC where we interviewed them. And uh, they and, and she said, um, or he, Elmar, is that a good... It's a guy's name. Guy's name, okay. And, uh, and he said... Uh, that or it was Emma. Elma. 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 I wrote okay. it down. There. Yeah, well, that should be a guy. Okay, and uh, and he said that, that they were going up to the BJC and they trained really hard for the WGF team event and it didn't happen. We do talk about that in the interview, though. Uh, also, um, Elma said that because not many people know about them, they should get a bit more exposure. Um, and hopefully on this podcast, a few more... Uh, yeah, <laughs> a few more, a few more people will, will listen to them and or listen about them and find out about them and uh, and about juggling in Ethiopia and things like that. So, without any further ado, um, let's just get straight on to our interview, featured interview this week with Bibi and Bishu. Here it is. Okay, so joining me and Polar now are two of my favourite club passers ever in the world and a big inspiration for me when I was first uh, uh, starting juggling. No, it's true. Uh, we have Bibi, Bibi, what is it? No, you tell your names. and uh, Bibi and Bishu. Bibi and Bishu. Can you just give me your full names and, uh, and, and, your, and your full name? My name is Mahari Tasfamariam. Can you pronounce that? Try What's it. Mahari Tasfamariam. Mahari Kasfamariam. No. <laughs> no. And your name? Diniam Tasfamariam. Biniam and Tasfar. What? Tasfar. Mariam. Tasfar Mariam. Okay. Right. You're gonna go for it, Paula. I know. Thank you. <laughs> so, so you you use your name Bibi and Bishu. Uh, why is that? Well, that was when we were little kids. That was our nickname when we were at home. My mom and my dad called us yeah. and Bibi and Bishu. We all have on the family. We all have a nickname. Do they all begin with B? Uh, me and B. Yeah. No. No, no, it's just me and him We start on B, and the other one is it's called Midity, and the other one called uh, Tutti. Okay. Yeah. Bibi, Bishu, Midity, and Tutti. Tutti. Yeah. Okay, so, well, that's pretty cool. Um, well, uh, of course, lots of people listening to this, they might not know which one is which, so uh, the one with the dreadlocks is? Uh, Bishu. <laughs> and the one with the, uh, the shaved head and the beard is? Bibi. Okay, so that's the way around, so Bibi and Bishu. Okay, so could you tell me a little bit about where you come from and, uh, and how you first got into juggling? Do you want to go or do Okay. Okay, we're originally from Ethiopia. We came here about six, seven years ago. And we started juggling about 10 years ago, 10? Yeah, yeah, 10, 12, 13 and 14, yeah. And before that, when we were younger, we used to do just juggling, uh, not juggling, acrobats and tumbling and stuff like that, just for fun. Is this as part of a youth circus or anything like that? Before we start juggling, there wasn't any circus in Ethiopia. Just, we were doing it for fun. We were just like a group of people, just collective people and just for fun. And then we start getting into juggling. And when we start juggling, we didn't have any proper juggling net plastic ones. We had a wooden clubs. Wooden clubs. And, and very, very heavy. And uh, hit you and you get hurt. Again, that's it. Once you hit you, that, that's yeah. it. It's just like getting hit with a bat, imagine. <laughs> That's exactly how you feel. So I guess that makes you catch the clubs really, really precisely. Definitely, definitely. Quickly and hardly, right? so we don't get hurt. Okay, so you're used to juggling that kind of thing. Um, so tell me, how did you become performers? And, and, uh, and you said there was no circus in Ethiopia at the time. How did you go on for that? Well, it was like, uh, we, after we start juggling, it was just like, uh, you know, when you go to a school, your, your school have some event stuff. So 
we start performing over there. We what sort of in the, in, the, in the school events, like school shows? A little about 10, 20 people. Okay. Just you go and show off. It's not like a show. Okay. It's just showing off. Or you, don't get, you don't get paid or you don't get anything. It's just for fun and it's showing off. So you become popular. So we start on that performing. After that, there was a, a circus called Circus Ethiopia. Yeah. If you heard about it. I have heard of it. I've seen posts. I've never seen the show, but I've, uh, yeah. I've seen quite a so few posts about it. That circus, it. it's in the capital city. We live up quite far from the capital city. Yeah. They came to our town and did a show. show. They came to our town yeah. and they, were, they did a, a workshop kind of thing. But you could already juggle by then? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then uh, just, uh, there was a uh, guy called Mark Lechance. And then he's just given us some materials and stuff like that, so that's how we started growing up. And did you start performing with the circus, or, or was it just yeah. an outreach program? After, after that, uh, we just organized ourselves and start juggling and do some circus stuff after we saw the, cir the main circus. So it was a big inspiration for you, them coming out and yeah. doing the workshops? Definitely, definitely. And we used to, after that, we used to have some people from Europe and uh, from Canada, from West countries. They used to come out and give us some workshops and yeah. we used to catch them, but we all, it's when we were very young, you know, you want that thing so bad, yeah. especially when we see on the television about circus life and juggling competition, we used to go very mad about it, just like, yeah, one day I want to be there, yeah. and I want to do this competition. Yeah. Uh, Was that sort of like the IJA competition or the circus competitions in, uh, in Europe? It's in a circus competition, especially yeah. the WJF when we were little, we used to heard about it. About well, you wouldn't have heard the WJF, maybe the IJA, because the WJF is quite new. Yeah, it was about Antonio Gatto was in, in the IJA. Oh, right, okay, okay well, the so. WJF. Okay. <laughs> One or the other, yeah. Um, so tell me about how you got from Ethiopia. You say you came to Britain about seven years ago, you said. Uh, I remember seeing you, I think, juggling with the Gandini jugglers first. Uh, tell me how you got into yeah. uh, got there. Yeah, it was kind of because uh, we came here for, to study and uh, we started going to sc uh, college and uh, we heard about circus space while we were there. And uh, we started going to circus space. And we heard what, just to the juggling club? Yeah, the juggling club. It was, it was Sunday night, I think. Yeah. It was yeah, I've one. been there to the Sunday yeah, night juggling club. Yeah. So we started going over there. And we used to heard about, about uh, Gandini's juggling project stuff. But people who used to come and say, oh, you should meet Gandini. Yeah, they said, very good, and you should meet Gandini. I was like, who's Gandini? Where is he? He's over there. I'm like, okay. He's still there. He's somewhere there. He is. He just came in today, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. So we start on that. And... Uh, but he was, he was working on the Millennium Dome on that time. Millennium Dome, yeah. Millennium Dome. So it was very hard to get to hold of him. So one time he was just practicing on the circus space. And uh, he was next to us. We didn't know. Uh, we just you just didn't know who he was? No, we didn't know who he was. We were just practicing. And he came to us and uh, uh, do you want to juggle? Do you want to pass a bit? Yeah, we start passing and stuff. And he said, uh, I'm Gandini. Oh, OK. <laughs> After that, um, we talked for about a bit and he took our phone number. Uh, I think in a week time we got our first job in a barbecue <laughs> center. Yeah, as, and you, you were performing as the Gandini Juggling Project? Exactly. And uh, I guess because at the time they were performing so much at the Millennium Dome, they needed other people to join yeah. the group to perform with yeah, them elsewhere. Yeah. It was, I mean, and he was kind of shocked because he, never, he was kind of shocked when we see us juggling because he didn't expect us to juggle that, that way because we were black and he'd never seen black jugglers before. Tell me a bit about that. I mean, how is it? Because, I mean, there, there are very few black jugglers that I know of in England. How does it, how does it feel to be like that? Special. Yeah? <laughs> Do you really think so? Does it really stand out? Yeah. I love it. It's, yeah. it's good. It's good. Uh, well, there is a couple of jugglers we know, but they, know, they, they have got the opportunity to become uh, the professional jugglers, but okay, so they still just they juggle at juggling yeah, clubs juggling and things like that. Clubs, especially in Ethiopia at the moment, there is yeah. about million circuses. Yeah. It's just like every town, every village you go, they'll call their service. They, wait, because there's so many people who have been to these, like uh, yeah, I say, there's outreach from the Ethiopian circus. Is that what, what's really put these seeds yeah. in there as well? Actually, uh, Circus Ethiopia start going out to Europe, mm -hmm. they start touring. So every single young people, uh, ch child or kids, uh, just like coming back from. Um, our Western countries, you will have a lot of stuff to tell your friend and stuff. So every, every friend of yours is just like, oh, next time I'm going to be there. So everyone is going to join, join. That, at the moment, there is about, 
I don't know, 100 circuses. Yeah. So they call themselves just a little circus. But they do really good stuff. But they haven't got the opportunity to go yeah, and show keep it. keep going further yeah. and further and further. Uh, and I guess because they're not performing in Europe. And exactly. that's, what, that's what makes you guys stand out a lot definitely. as well. Definitely, definitely. I first saw you perform, uh, I think it might have been the first juggling convention. Uh, I saw you perform at, uh, or maybe the first juggling convention you performed at was Cambridge in 2000. Uh, you remember the show? Of course I remember the show. Yeah, I, took a, I actually took a photo of you and, and put it up there and a quote as well. And then you put, I thought it was the Gandinis, they put that photo that I took yeah. and the quote that I put about your routine up on the Gandini website. As, as your promo picture, yeah. uh, that was I really really enjoyed that show as well. Um, and then I must have seen you perform with the Gandinis a few times uh, too. Uh, so tell me a bit more about the work that you've done. Do you still work with the Gandinis, or do you just have your own act now that you've you've been continuing working with now? Well, we've got our own act, yeah. uh, but we work with Gandinis sometimes. Uh, but normally, in the summertime, we join circus circus. So we join circuses, yeah. and but after we come back, we are you mainly performing in in Europe? Yeah, mainly in Europe. Uh, we were thinking to go a bit far to um, yeah. the states and do those stuff, but at the moment it's just in Europe. Uh, we'd love to go one day. And, and it's all circuses that you do, except for the Gandini work. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, cool. And you love the circus life? It's good. It's good. Sometimes you get you get annoyed about it, but. When you get Is used it hard to it. work? The first time it was very hard. It was very, very hard. We haven't had that kind of experience before. And it was just like... Uh, um, to put a paint, we know we have to put the tent up and down every, like, every week. So it was kind of a little bit difficult for us. And you think, I'm a juggler. I don't exactly. want to put tents. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't want to hurt my, my hand. I'm a juggler. I shouldn't do this kind of stuff. Yeah, if I, if I hit myself with a mallet, that's my act over. Exactly. After that, uh, we're just thinking about which circus to go and there's a couple of circus you don't yeah, do Yeah, they, they don't do a lot of work. <laughs> We're just choosing those circus and going over there. Well, that's pretty cool. Uh, tell me a bit about what you're doing here at the BJC. Well, no, wait a second. You've not spoken oh, for a while. Okay. We were supposed to be competing, but we came down... At the WJF event. Yeah, and then there wasn't anybody else to compete with. Just us. So you just did a demonstration? Yeah. Which was fantastic. Me and Polo really enjoyed it, didn't you? Polo, tell me a bit about that. Yeah, I saw them for the first time, to be honest. So I really enjoyed it. And I thought, like, wow, these guys are rocking. <laughs> what our, uh, we, I actually, um, well, the trick that me and Polo do is that Polo, uh, we do uh, or two count, but Polo lying down and, uh, and, and doing the two count. No, you do sort of like a shower pattern because you zip them across, don't you? So we do a six club pattern all in doubles. Polo's zipping them across and me feeding it back to her. And that, I only pretty much learned that trick because you're your sort of forward roll into it and you're going into the uh, tomahawks no that yeah that's it that's a big that's what i'm saying these guys i love their juggling no where our tricks come from <laughs> it's not copyright because you know we have it a slightly different you know because you're doing the zipper yeah, we're doing it, we're actually we're doing it's probably a slightly easier version but it's all on doubles and i guess you do it on, on tomahawk singles yeah. kind of thing like that um so that's cool and it's also pretty that there's no that there's no one to compete against if i'd have known that we could do i mean me and paula we'd have done our like practice routine we'd have we'd have sucked compared to to you but we'd have done like a six have got, got the second part. <laughs> I know. but and also made it made it and, and I was talking to some other people as well and uh, no who was it oh no it was Luke Wilson he just said oh I'd have, I'd have just grabbed somebody and uh, and juggled with them just to give a bit of competition as well yeah. I, I guess you know Luke Wilson from the Gandini yes. yeah because uh, he was at the at Dome too yeah hopefully I'll be able to catch on with uh, with him a bit later well any any last um, uh, last messages any final words to jugglers like there's lots of lots of people listen to this okay, okay. so your final word your one message that you would say, one juggler to another, a bit of advice or any final comment? I keep juggling. <laughs> you dreamed. That's what Is it a dream? Yeah. Yeah. You think you were lucky to, to be discovered like that? Yeah, very much. Very much. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll actually, especially thanks to Sean Gandini. Yeah, Sean Gandini is, is fantastic. He gives a lot of people a, a first break in performing as well. It's really great. That's right. I'll, I'll definitely, especially thanks to Sean Gandini. I mean, yeah. if he wasn't if it wasn't for Sean, we wouldn't be here. Well, thanks a lot, uh, Bibi, Bishu. Uh, hey, got right I got now. it the right way around, <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. Well, thank you very much. See you later. So that was the interview with Bibi and Bishu. Pola, did you enjoy the interview this week? Yes, I did. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's move on. Um, great to hear from those guys. And let's move on to another piece of feedback that we got, like, a week, two weeks ago uh, from Dave Cheatham from Australia and he asked us 
to go into some details about the conventions that we go to in Europe and what makes the individual conventions stand out and what goes on at the conventions and things like that. Because he's from Australia. He's only been to one uh, convention, which is the Sydney Juggling Convention. I think that's what he said. And he just wants to know more about it because when he wants to travel in Europe, he wants to know which conventions he wants to line up and go to and things like that. And also other people listening to this may have never been to juggling conventions uh, and they want to know really what goes on and uh, and things like that. So me and Paula are going to co- talk juggling conventions for the next 10 minutes and then probably finish off the podcast. So uh, if you're not that interested in hearing mine and Paula's views about juggling conventions and what goes on if you think you're already a convention expert um switch off now bye um if uh, not hello hi and welcome let's give the convention review lowdown well not a review but kind of we'll review what kind of things go on there uh so first of all let's go into some of the ideas uh or not ideas some of the kind of uh types of juggling conventions that there are um First thing is the one-day convention. I'll just mention this straight off. It's the smallest juggling convention that you can have because it only lasts one day. Um, And these normally happen in smaller countries or countries where there's sort of like a centralised population. Belgium, the Netherlands, also um, the UK, England especially, has lots of one-day conventions. Pretty much you turn up one day, you can juggle, you can do the games, you can see a show, and then in the evening maybe you can stick around and stay over somewhere for the night. But you can also drive home again all in the same day. Um, so that's first kind of convention. Second kind quite nice, but you can't get drunk because no, it's you uh, have to drive home. Yeah, um, it's so it's, it's sometimes a bit of a pity. It's a bit stressful as well. I don't enjoy well. them that much. No, it's nice, but nothing special. Okay, in let's, my opinion. let's move on to the uh, three-day convention or the two-day convention. Pretty much a weekend convention. These either start on Saturday, but they're somewhere to kip over and there's events happening on Sunday as well. Or they can start on Friday, like, afternoon, evening. So you can travel on Friday, get there Friday evening. Then there could be a show on Friday evening, maybe some food, maybe a party, maybe some uh, renegade show or open stage. Uh, And there'll be a hall to sleep in or rooms to sleep in. These, These are very popular in Germany. Pretty much all of the German conventions are like this because Germany is so big and you can't travel and get there and juggle and all the way back out again because you might have to drive like five or six hours and then you're only sort of like halfway across the country. So, uh, and there's also these in the in the UK as well, like Durham Convention, the Sheffield Convention. These are halls that you can that you can stay over and and uh, and again that gives you an extra evening for other shows. Um, and in Germany, nearly every big city has got its own juggling convention. Yeah, that's true. So, like um, a weekend convention. Also, the Sydney Juggling Convention that I went to was pretty much like this. Even though they didn't have like uh, bunk space there, you, you had to like get some. You had to either be in a hostel or, or pretty much lots of people stayed at other people's houses, which was good fun. Uh, the next kind of size. Yeah, but the nice thing about the weekend conventions is that you are all in one room. Yeah, that is like a good the thing. party doesn't it's a big, end. It's, it's a big community kind of yeah, thing, isn't it? It's not that you have to go home or to a friend's home afterwards. Also, it's there's you're a, all together. Yeah, and also there's a twenty. There'll be twenty-four hour juggling halls, so you can stay up all night and juggle if you want to, as as late as you want to. Um, next up is, the, is like the festival. Jugglers. Yeah, is the festival kind of convention, which is pretty much normally at least three days long, up to five days long for others. And the EJC is the largest of this kind at uh, at seven or eight days long. And of course, now you've got lots more nights to play with. Um, there's always a main and camping. day. Yeah, and camping as well. That's the thing that really makes these things stand out is that you can camp and there'll be a big campsite so you're not just sleeping in a hall you do you have a little bit have of to camp. yeah normally have to camp but there's a bit of privacy if you want it and and these conventions are like the european juggling convention the british juggling convention the israeli juggling convention the berlin juggling convention um and others like that next and people like travel with their vans and with a train and like every kind of 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 traveling uh, they use and and build up all little towns. Yeah, they do. In yeah. the convention, lots of people camp with their friends and things. You can get lots of little communities like springing up at these places with people eating together. Yeah, and there's like just that. the van place and just the campus place and just the the artists place yeah. and the fire place. And also there'll be there'll be a place just for just for families and for children as well, like a quiet camping area as well. So moving on, conference kind of. This is what I call the IJA and the WGF kind of conventions i've only ever been to one ija convention but it was uh pretty much shown as like the um quite a standard iga convention in that there was no camping and there was no bunk halls there was no places to like camp inside or anything you have to have 
a hostel or a hotel nearby. Also on sites, there's no food, which you'll often get at these festival sites as you'll get cafes and bars and stuff like that put up on site. Whereas here, there was no food on site except for like some fast food stand. There was no bar and no alcohol allowed in the main hall. And it is very much more of a conference. Um, it's not a festival at all, even though the IJA calls itself a summer festival um, and the EJC calls itself a convention. It's the other way around. One is very much a convention, like a conference, and the other one is much more of a festival site. Uh, and also, th- there's not always things that happen every night. Like at the EJC, there's shows happening every single night. Same with the BJC and these other larger juggling conventions. At the IGA, it's the only juggling convention I've ever been to where one night there was so little happening that I went off-site um, with some friends and we watched a film in the cinema. Um, it was Spider-Man 2, and it would come out earlier in, in America than it had in the UK, so we wanted to see it, but again, it's not... I, I want to go to a juggling convention and be entertained, like, every night, And um, but there wasn't anything to do that evening, which is a bit strange. Uh, the final kind of juggling convention is the camping kind. Where, uh, of course, you can camp at festivals, and sometimes you can camp at these weekend conventions as well, but the point is with these camping festivals, like Bristol Convention, like Bungay, um, is that you go there to camp. It's a camping holiday for jugglers. There won't be a gym, or there might be a gym, but the chances are that there's not going to be a gym. There'll be big tops, there'll be cafes, there'll be games tents, there'll be fire pits. You can have barbecues there as well. It's very much, um, yeah, just like a holiday for jugglers. The Bungay, I've only been to once, so I can't really comment on that, but it's lots and lots of jugglers turn up there and, uh, and eat. I haven't been to the last two that you mentioned, so I'm not talking. Okay. Don't wonder. And uh, uh, but Bristol Convention, what happens is that lots of professional jugglers in the UK they uh, they work all year, all summer, and then at the end of the summer in uh, in September they um, at the end of the year in September they will all take some time off and go to the same festival and just hang out and party. And uh, again, the same kind of thing happens that people make up the you know their own little communities at this convention. But there'll be fire shows and other shows like that. Um, so yeah, that's the ki- different kinds and sizes and styles of convention that I've been to. Maybe there's others, and uh, I guess there's some that sort of spread across some of these definitions themselves. Um, but really, so that's about all. Which is your all. favorite convention ever? Um, Sorry, I just accidentally punched Paul in the face. (laughs) (laughs) My favourite convention ever um, was the European Juggling Convention 2003 in Svendborg. Um, Because it was great. Everything worked out. What about you, Paula? The same. That was my favourite convention ever. Yeah? Yeah, it was my first convention. And... Definitely the best one. Was it your and first? I think Euro- it can't be topped. W- was it your first European convention? Or no, it was my first ever convention. Yeah, so my first ever convention was just the best convention that could happen. It was fantastic, and no other convention. What do you no. think made it so special? Just that every th- the weather for, for one thing. It rained. There was cloud in the sky one day, and it rained on the very last afternoon. Most people are packed up, and then it started raining. And I think actually one night at two o'clock in the morning, halfway through Renegade, I came in and uh, announced on stage that, hey, there's like uh, um, rain outside, and people ran off to put their tents up and things like that, but it was just spitting down. The weather was fantastic. The parade was really good for some oh reason. Oh, yeah, true. Um, the shows, the open stages were all really good, the ones that I went to. I didn't go to all of them. Um, I haven't been to a single one. Uh, the the <laughs> main show, I think there was four standing ovations, even though the host of the show was really, really bad. Um, and there was a lot of stuff in the main show, which I thought was a bit dodgy, but overall, fantastic. Um, Matt Hall was there. It was the year when yeah. the Mad French Posse really came to the front as well. Um, it was the time when I started hosting Renegades more as well. And I think two, or the, one of the best ever performances that I've given on Renegade as hosting a show was at Svenborg um, EJC. So just uh, for lots of different things and personal reasons as well, just in the time of my life with a bad breakup going on at the same time, I could get away from all of that. It in was just my fantastic. opinion, a fantastic convention is... That sounds really bad, but when I can't be bothered to go to the open stage because the convention itself is just so good that I can't be bothered to go <laughs> to the show because I want to do something else. That is a good way of looking at it. Let's actually talk and a bit more. And in book, I wasn't at a single show. Yeah. Just to compare, at Pitui, I went to every yeah, single you, open stage. Because there was nothing else I to do. I didn't miss one. 
because <laughs> you had to go to the open stages otherwise it's just sort of sit around in a crowded smelly bar the tent or sit outside in the rain really special in Pichuy was the pizza place oh, the pizza that place was, down the road just was fantastic. one of the best pizza places so I've we, ever been we to. said to our uh, we just said your best ever convention what's your worst ever convention Paula? Oh, you have to give me a bit of time for that. Okay. I'm not well, sure. Well, we'll come back to that in a bit. I just... Uh, just uh, I think... No. What? I thought of Bremen last year, but it wasn't a bad convention. It just wasn't a special convention. It wasn't... Very, there was nothing it wasn't special at all. But that doesn't make it, it a was bad just convention. A, it was just a sort of like a... Huh, of a convention, wasn't it? Yeah. Just, it's like, oh, I could have gone without. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, but it wasn't bad. Yeah, I mean, it the was company was good. Hanging out with friends was good. Yeah. But actually, the convention itself was just like... The uh, best was the trip to it. Yeah. Well, we did go and see Get the Shoe. Um, in Bad Oenhausen. Yeah, in, on a variety stage as well. Uh, let me just, uh, let's go a few, some of the things that we... Which was your worst convention ever? I, I'll have to think about it as well. Oh. Uh, let's go through th- some of the things that you see at these juggling conventions and what makes a good convention. Obviously, not all of these happen at all conventions because some of them only last one day. So at a one-day convention, you'll probably have some kind of show, a public show, um, which they call them a public show. Sometimes there's no public in because the jugglers fill up the whole theatre. Um, but it's a but way But normally of they have more open stage kind of thing. At one-day conventions, yeah, there will there'll often be like an open stage followed by a public show. So the first half of the show will be anyone can get up and do an act uh, who'd been at the convention, some kind of renegade kind of no, thing. No, not kind of renegade. No, kind of renegade. Sometimes it does happen that as a renegade before it's the public show. It's not showing a trick. It's like having some kind of routine. I'm... I've been to lots of conventions. Sometime there's a renegade before the main show itself, I, and and then they'll have some of the invited guests. Often they'll just have like one international guest, or maybe not even that at one of the one day conventions. Um, at another convention, like maybe two days, you'll have on the first night a renegade show, and that is pretty much where anyone can get up and do anything. It's just completely open, and it's not about juggling. It's not even about acts. It's not hardly about performing as such it's just about getting up and being entertaining and other people and entertaining other people or an open stage oh yeah it could be an open stage you know an open stage is you pretty much have to have an act you know you've got to get up there and do an act so that you're working on a work in progress maybe it's your first time that you've ever performed open stages are really good for that and they're becoming more popular now at conventions it used to be like renegades are the main thing but ejc's um, from I guess about 2001, 2002 onwards, the open stage was the main event in the evening, and Renegade is becoming I think less popular yeah. um, and less valid as well as other things ca- coming in. Other things that are replacing Renegades now at juggling conventions, instead of just having like a longer festival Renegade every night, you can have like a Eurovision juggle contest that they've had a few times at the, at the British juggling convention this year, Britavision, and that's pretty much you get uh, invited international artists to get up and entertain the audience on stage for as long as they can before being voted off by red cards being held up either by a panel of judges or by people in the audience holding up red cards but you can't get the record anymore you can't get the record yeah William has got it for the next 10 years I think well he did really really well I think he did 16 minutes 16 minutes yeah but Toby Walker did 15 at the EJC in Petui as well no I don't think I he think did. he did 10. No, he didn't. I think it was like up to 15 minutes. Really? It was, yeah, I seriously. He oh, went okay. a long time and he wasn't voted off. He left the stage as well. So maybe if we get William Wayland Lynn and, yeah, and Toby Walker on the same time and to do one of these uh, Eurovisions, maybe that would be the okay. that, that would be the show, showdown of the champions. And maybe Lorenzo from the EJC last year. Uh, yeah, but he didn't do too long. No, but he did very well. Uh, Fight Night as well, uh, which is pretty much club fight club like one-on-one club combat three club combat competition also there was the ejc like the mr ejc or mr five clubs or whatever it was called and some guys got up and juggled five clubs and it was like a beauty contest did you take part i didn't i was asked to do it but that it was a friday evening and i was already doing like four of the shows that day and that evening as well um or a hundred no i think it was like i think it was like four um, uh, also, they can have competition shows like the British Young Juggle of the Year or, more importantly, at the IJA competition, the juniors and the seniors and the teams competitions. Um, also, they have like the individual prop competitions, which are stage events. I think the stage events, all of these, um, and, yeah, they take place in the evening. As Instead of just an open stage, it'll be some kind of show. Uh, you can also get like different shows, like, again, at the BJC, they have the... Um, the British cabaret at the EJCs they'll often have like the Irish showcase last year and a few years ago they had the French and Friends show at the EJC in Kervan um, oh yeah that's the one where I after half an hour thought when did they when will they start when will they start and someone said they did 
half an hour ago. <laughs> it was so boring that I, that I didn't notice they started. Someone was sort of rolling around on stage, were they, or something? I don't know. Worse than that. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, because I know French is very artistic. Yeah. But it was more than that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so also, at juggling conventions, you have parties in the evening, which are really good. You also have game sessions as well. Uh, and these can be like official game sessions like the Juggling Olympics, but also late at night, often in the main hall, you can have a big sort of like combat session that just starts and six hours later can still be going. I've seen combat sessions last hour upon hour upon hour upon hour. Also, you can have volley club tournaments that take place and combat tournaments and things like that. These just take place. People at the convention will organize them. Um, uh, workshops take place as well. It can be sort of anything between like two people just swapping tricks up to like like a, a themed workshop of, of like one master juggler will be teaching like a series of five workshops throughout a week or just sort of like one person sharing tricks with 100 people or 50 people in a, in a large workshop. Uh, and that's good. Uh, other things, what else happens at the... Uh, swimming pools are always good at juggling conventions. I, I, we, me and Polo have got dis like different opinions on this, but for me, if there's a swimming pool at your conven convention, Luke will probably really enjoy your convention. Um, and if there's not a swimming pool, well, it's not... Maybe you will still Yeah, I'd still enjoy it, but I think swimming pools do add a certain something special to juggling conventions. Um, anything else that happens at juggling conventions? Oh, I just want to talk about T-shirts. Juggling conventions have T-shirts, and normally it's like the status symbol yeah. of the jugglers. Yeah, you've like, oh yeah, I've been to that convention. Yeah, and they can have the T-shirt from the favorite convention, um, and also the the convention T-shirt that people wear when you see them in the gym says something about their personality. I'm not sure how to analyze it all, but sometimes I'll see someone and say, "Wait a second, how come they're wearing that convention T-shirt? That convention was a bit cool, and they're not that cool." And other people they wear really cool juggling T-shirt, and I'm like, "Hey, they must be." You know, cool. I don't know. Um, finally, passes of the convention. Not finally, actually. I've got something else that just came to my head. Uh, juggling conventions will often try and find a creative pass. Uh, not or just a, a creative topic, a theme. Uh, well, no, let me talk about the passes first. Because oh. uh, it doesn't matter what the theme is. They'll often just be a pass. And it can be anything from, like, just a, a wristband. It could be a bag, like it was at the EJC in 2004. It could be a juggling club. I've, uh, there's been juggling conventions where really? the pass was a juggling club. Uh, but it can be anything Very small handy. and portable uh, on a piece of string. That can be fit on a piece of string, like a toothbrush, um, a, a child's toy, a puzzle, a, a red nose... Um, a, a Diablo hand stick. Just there's just any kind of thing that you can think of that you can um, use as something that you can hang around someone's neck. Probably has been used already as a juggling convention pass, and it often seems a bit of a, a one-upmanship, especially in the UK, of a, like which juggling convention can have the coolest pass. And these days at the the British juggling convention, year after year, the passes are, are really cool. This year they had this sort of like carved out glow-in-the-dark. Um, uh, pass. Metal kind of thing. No, it wasn't. No, it was plastic this year. Last year it was like carved metal, so it looks it's like a really cool keyring. The year before at the BJC, there was these LED glow in the dark things I, I or something been like. There. Uh, was that? Was that the year before? I can't remember. So that's the kind of thing. Uh, finally, yeah, the theme of the convention. Often juggling conventions will be have some kind of theme, like space or a film or or anything really, isn't it? Have you got any in, off the top of your head? Paula? We had ice time in Berlin. Oh yeah, two the years ice ago. age, and then global warming came halfway through the convention, and it became sort of all tropical. Um, uh, what else did we have? Which was quite a fun. Oh yeah, thing. high security last year. So me and Polar, we were organising the games. So we were using handcuffs for a lot of the games and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, the theme can run through the entire juggling convention. Um, but is that mainly a German thing? No, no, it okay. happens quite a lot in the UK as well. But yeah, oh, Germans Germans seem to put a lot more effort into organizing the conventions. Actually, of all the conventions I've been to, generally German conventions are the better kind of conventions. They do put a lot more effort into organizing things. But then I've only ever been to lots of UK conventions and German conventions. I've never not been to lots of other small conventions outside. I mean, I've been to a, a few Dutch conventions and a few conventions in Belgium and, and a few in the United States as well. But, you know, between the UK and Germany, I do think on on the level you know on a level playing field german conventions are much better and you can get the nicer food yeah and also they it's feed just you. a simple but very important thing uh, acrobatics conventions are completely different unicycle conventions are completely different again um i was once invited to a footbag convention but never went but that's getting a bit away from the uh, the, the juggling side of things um 
another thing is that I give gold stars to conventions that I think are really, really, really good that I go to and think, yeah, that was just a fantastic convention. The EJC 2003 that meet Pol Polo and I agree was one of our favorite conventions or the favorite convention. Yeah. That gets a, a gold plus. That's like a platinum star. And Lille gets a gold. Lille definitely I think gets a even, gold. Maybe even a gold plus. Even though it wasn't as cool as Denmark, it was just. Oh, it was fantastic. It was really good. And it was huge. I think one of the. Which the was my second convention ever. Yeah, the, the <laughs> just the huge size of, of Caravan made it really, really special. Although I think it was a bit big. I literally met people on the last day and were like, hey, when did you get here? And they were like, seven days ago? I just hadn't seen them for the entire time. And also, you could meet people and, and then just not see them again for the entire convention. And that's, yeah, that's quite big. And uh, it was also the convention that me and Polo sort of met, sort of, for the first time. Um, but yeah, uh, other conventions, Gold Star conventions, the EJC in... Uh, no, I think those are the two real Gold Star EJ conventions. BJC's last year was a... No, this year that we've just been to as well. Definitely a Gold Star convention. The previous year, pretty much. Israel, both Israel conventions I've been to, 2003... No, 2002 and 2007. Bristol convention, 2003 and 2004. Um, the... Uh, what are the other conventions that I've been to that get gold stars? I think the IJA as well. Maybe not a, a, a real gold star. Maybe sort of like a fake gold star. A half gold half star. Half gold star uh, for, for the IGA that I went to. But because it, it was just so strange and a very different experience, I, I can't really compare it. It's, it's, but it was a very enjoyable time that I had there. Um, anything else? No, I mean, obviously a lot of these are larger festivals because one-day conventions are really difficult to give gold stars to. I think maybe the, the first of the recent Sheffield conventions, that one of the recent Chefcons, that, that was probably a gold star convention, but shorter conventions don't get it so much. Oh, and of course, the Berlin convention for the, for the first two years that I went to. I would give it last year for the Berlin convention, but um, I had uh, I wasn't there for much of it because I was working during the day and we had a gig on one of the evenings, so I, I can't really judge it. Um, compared to others. But I'm sure it was a goal. So let's just finish off my worst ever juggling convention. Um, let me talk about like large festival size conventions. Probably one of my worst ever was um, Cardiff Juggling Convention. Not ju Cardiff Juggling Convention. The Cardiff BJC 2001. Um, some really good guests. Um, that was the first time Vova Galchenko had actually ever been there. That's the first time I ever met Vova there. Uh, and there was uh, the show was a bit floppy. Also, get the shoe, not get the shoe, but the um, when they were Take called. Take that out. Take that out. They were in the show as well. They did really, really well in the show. Uh, but there was other things about the show which were a bit crap. The hosts were crap. The venue was really bad. It was like the third choice of venue because the first two fell through. So they just held it in this really, really scummy school. It was really bad. It snowed, I think, hailed and poured down with rain on the last day. The games were really good, but there weren't any showers apart from like these trickling holes in the walls. And altogether, just just not a pleasant experience so bad that i decided the next year that i wouldn't go back to the british juggling convention because i just thought it was going to be a bit crap again and you said a lot of people thought that yeah a lot of people really didn't like it again the same kind of thing happened in the bjc in 2004 2004 um when when it was in derby again sort of third choice of venue and then the building that they were going to have the convention wasn't built so they just had this big top and it really showed that a really muddy, sweaty, nasty, dark hovel of a convention doesn't make it very enjoyable. Fantastic show, but just the rest of, the rest of it wasn't there. And again, Patui for the same reason. It's like, hey, let's just have a convention in a big field and big tops and it'll all work. And it rained and it doesn't work. So any convention which relies on good weather to be a, big uh, to be a good convention isn't a good I convention. I think we had that topic before, didn't we? Uh, I'm not, maybe not. I mean, Bristol, good weather... Um, is good for Bristol Convention, but it's not about a juggling convention. It doesn't have to have a big hall. You're not going there to juggle. You're going there to hang out. And it has rained there, and everyone just hangs out in the big top. It's fantastic. Paula, your mobile phone is ringing. Sorry. Um, so let's just press pause. So before we were rudely interrupted by Paula and her phone going off, yeah, bad conventions generally is down to the venue. And this is my message to any people who are organizing a convention. Um, uh, Actually, I was talking to Adrian, who's in, involved in the organising team of the BJC next year. And he was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be in Sheffield. Where's it going to be? I said, what venue have you got? He says, not sure. And they just went, oh, we're really close to the uh, Peak District. We could just get, like, a big field and put up big tops. And I was like, no. I said, no, no. Uh, because it's really bad. I would say, if you can't find a good venue for a convention, don't have the convention. Because more people won't come to following conventions because they've had such a bad time. I think it's best, and this is, of course, I've never seen a convention do this, but people were saying it was either, like, 
either go with this really crap venue or miss the convention. I would say miss the convention and people will be really, really up for it the next year. And just that gives other people like a full year to find a good venue for the next year. Um, and I think that's what makes Berlin convention just so good is because they've got the convention and they know exactly what they're getting. And it's a really great... They've uh, got the venue. Yeah, yeah, they've got the venue for the convention. It's this old East German um, children's indoctrination camp or something isn't it so it's just fantastic yeah and it's great fantastic got, like, in theater, every way it's theaters, just uh, the best yeah so the DDR are good for something anyway uh, I think <laughs> that pretty much brings a close to our talking about juggling conventions anything else about juggling conventions that you want to talk about Paula I don't think so no, except that they're really, really, really good fun. If you go to a juggling convention, your juggling will improve. You go to a week-long juggling convention... And you'll, you'll be so inspired. Yeah, you'll be so inspired. This is actually yeah, Maybe even to learn another prop. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, yeah, just, just to finish off, the best thing about juggling conventions, for me, often, isn't the shows, although they do make it good, isn't the renegade, isn't the games, isn't or the organised events. It's actually just the socialising and the spontaneous events, like the the club combat that happens late at night, like people or just sitting jams. around. Yeah, uh, like just sort of like informal jam sessions that ha- that just arrive there. That's exactly it. And also people who, you know, just someone will start juggling, and then other people will sit down and watch them juggle, and then another group of people will sit down and watch that juggler as well. If you get some good jugglers, and it really does make conventions really, really special. Just the sort of these impromptu happenings around the uh, uh, convention so oh but one advice that i can give What's that? is like when you go to a juggling convention like to your first juggling convention and you don't enjoy it try it out again because it might have just been the yeah. wrong one for you yeah that's exactly true we, we just met at the ejc last year we met someone and i think he it was his second convention. His first one was Manchester. Do you remember? No, no, guy? this was at the yeah. No, this was at the Berlin convention. No, it was at the EJC, and it was his first convention was in Manchester. And he said it was just it wasn't actually a juggling convention. The people were just drinking and hanging around. No, I know the guy, I know the story, and it was a few years ago at the Berlin convention we met this guy. No, it wasn't. Okay, maybe this is a different exactly. Guy. Oh yes, I do remember. Yes, I do remember. Actually, this has happened twice now. And then he went now. to the EJC, and he said. It's just so fantastic. This is How true. How can something so fantastic happen and I didn't know of it? And this is true, actually, yeah, because the same thing happened again. Do you again. remember now? Yes, Thank I do. Uh, but the same story happened at the uh, Manchester Convention a few years ago. I think this is actually, yeah, let me Berlin say. Convention. Yeah, Berlin Convention. No, f- with the Manchester ah. Convention. I'll just say this, actually. The uh, Manchester Convention, I think, has a lot to answer for because it's a crap one-day convention. Easily one of the worst one-day conventions I've ever been to, and I've been to a few, been to it a few times. Um, so much so that, you know, I think the numbers really dropped down on the evening event. There was like 120 people in the bar after, uh, afterwards. Normally they grow. <laughs> yeah, uh, one year. And then the next year, it was so crap one year that the next year, like 30 people turned up for the like the, the after-show, like, or the after-convention party afterwards. Really, really weird. Um and yeah, uh, there was this one guy who went to the Manchester convention and he said, uh, and he thought, oh, this is going to be great because he was going to, uh, you know, see Ben Beaver. And he did see Ben Beaver and juggled a bit with Ben. But then there was no show in the evening. He was a young guy, so he didn't really want to go to the bar afterwards. I think he did, but then didn't hang out very much. And then he never went to a juggling convention again because he said, oh, juggling I can convention. Go without. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. I'll just juggle by myself at home because the juggling convention was so bad. I think in like an hour they did four games in the game session in one hour, but they closed down the entire gym for the game session. Uh, yeah, I'm really uh, continually unimpressed by the Manchester juggling convention. Uh, and then he happened to be on a like an exchange trip to Berlin. And he came along to the Berlin convention and was just completely blown away. He was just absolutely amazed um, that it could be such a great convention. And then follow, uh, like later that year, he went to the, the EJC in Kavan and, of course, again, absolutely blown away once more by such a great convention. Um, and, yeah, and the same so thing happened. So try it out again when you yeah. have a bad experience. Uh, first convention, not a good one. Don't blame the entire convention scene. It might not just. It might be just one bad convention. And again, the same thing happened with me. The, the BJC in Cardiff was so bad that the next year I went to the Israeli juggling convention instead. So I stuck with conventions because I knew that they could be good. Um, I just, uh, I just went somewhere else. Yeah. So. That I think that's it for that us. That brings a close. Yeah, uh, and sorry if that we've waffled on about this and, and given too much information. And but you, know you always all of this. can switch off, you know. Yeah, but we did tell you that we were going to do this. So oh, and one more thing. Dave Cheatham um, from Australia. Hello. Oh, sorry, carry on. One more thing. Um, what I'd like to do is maybe have an interview every week or every two weeks 
um, about the EJC, like with yeah. maybe Spiros from the Catacomb and see what the latest news about the venue, about Athens, about the EJC are. Yeah, we'll so try to do we'll that. we'll try to do that. Yeah, updates on the upcoming European Juggling Convention to drop into future podcasts for the next few months before the EJC. So, um, yep, yeah, Dave from Australia, I hope we've answered your questions and, and our recommendations are British Juggling Convention, Berlin Juggling Convention, Bristol Juggling Convention, and the EJC. I think those are our... Uh, our especially the EJC. Especially the European Juggling Convention. Next year, it's going to be the cross between a German convention and the European Juggling Convention. The website's already looking fantastic. If you if you go into the EJC.net or EJA.net or whatever the website is, you can already see the... Um, the ger- It'll the, be in the Karlsruhe, Bremen, won't it? No, Karlsruhe. Karlsruhe. And uh, so that's already looking fantastic. So that's going to be definitely a convention to get to. Probably it's going to be one of the largest conventions ever next year. Um, so, yeah, that's the end of our juggling convention. Emails to luke at juggler.net. The website is lukeburridge.com forward slash juggling And good feedback to me. Uh, yeah, send good feedback to Paula. Paula Brentle at yahoo.com. Thank you very much and good night. Good night. Any more comments, Polly? World peace. Woo-hoo. Crowbar that in there. And now let's go to the jacuzzi. Woo, jacuzzi.